Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, and let me just say how grateful I am to be sharing with you and to be in the space with you this incredible conversation with the one and only Nikki Cosmo. So here's the thing that's really awesome about this episode and something, this whole conversation has been something I've been really thinking about. So like Maybe you've caught it, maybe you haven't, but over the summer, I lost my memory and I've just been, I've devoted the whole summer to healing. And Nikki was actually the very first guest I interviewed, first time being in my office in four months working. And since I lost my memory, was in and out of the hospital, three MRI brain scans later and a spec scan and, you know, still looking for answers on what's been going on with losing my memory and these seizures slash exorcism things. And so much of what I knew my healing journey was about was clearing out the rest of the subconscious debris that I've been going on, you know, all the whole summer I spent time with family and so much of the subconscious mind is formed between the ages of zero and eight. And, you know, it's the root chakra development and that's when you're a sponge and what really sets precedent for your life until you maybe start to rewire or use tools like hypnotherapy uh, to really heal and to really do that deep work. And something that Nikki and I really talked about in this episode is that, you know, this healing journey is constant. As you continue to up level, as you continue to rise up, as you continue to step out of your comfort zone, there's going to be layers to heal, to transmute and transcend. And, you know, I think it's important that we have conversations like these so that we can understand that it's not taboo to talk about mental health anymore. It's not taboo to ask for help anymore. And there are so many incredible resources out there, people out there who are devoted to sharing medicine like Nikki is of hypnotherapy and past life regression and bringing all these different modalities so that we can really become the best versions of ourselves, not just for ourselves, but for our family and for the generations to come. And so it's really important that we take the time to nourish what we need and to be committed to the deeper work. And that's something that I've, you know, been really devoted to the past nine plus years. And what even had me start this podcast was that I wanted to share authentic and genuine conversations with people who've been devoted to the work, devoted to healing themselves, devoted to embodying their truth. And it's leaders like Nikki that are doing that. So when she reached out to me and said, I would love to be on your podcast, it was such an honor because this is a woman I really look up to. 
And truth be told, we could have continued on this conversation for a long time. The vibe got so high at one point when we were recording that my computer completely shut down and restarted. Thank God that there was like a cloud recording of the conversation because we wouldn't have been able to share this with you. But honestly, this episode is the definition of medicine. And I encourage you, if you're driving and listening, like just really reflect. And if you can take notes because there's a lot of wisdom coming through. And so I'm really excited to be sharing more about this. And truth is, is like, these are the conversations that I've been craving and that the ones that I'm really devoted to be sharing with you here on the Sovereign Society podcast. Like we're on season five here now, and this is why I created this podcast was to share genuine, authentic conversations. And you know, when we navigate through this, this human experience, there will be a journey of highs and lows, right? Like we have to ride the wave and it's really up for you to decide how you're going to accept, how you're going to navigate and make the most of it and really embark on that commitment to go from surviving to thriving. And so Nikki and I are really talking a lot about, you know, honing in on the golden nuggets of your of your wisdom and how do you start to curate this strength and really the opportunity of embracing self-compassion along the way. So if you've never met Nikki before, she's an esteemed hypnotherapist and she's a past life regression therapist as well. And She's really devoted to give back to her community. And that's a huge piece that we talked about a lot was compassion during this time. And so this woman, she's a dedicated healer and she's very transparent, very honest and very real. And she is really here to help her clients really explore and experience tranquility and confidence that is radiating and really resonant and lies within the subconscious level because from that work, greater freedom can really be experienced. And this is what Nikki's all about. So, you know, marrying her different colorful life experiences with her formal training, she's really opened up the the doors of creating something incredible through the Cosmic Relations University, which is a distance learning school that really specializes in spiritual traditions and practices for modern for the modern day human. And so you know, this is a the definition of a mystic, this woman, and she's very real, very raw, transparent. And from that, she's also very encouraging. And she is an incredible woman. So I'm very excited for you to be listening to this conversation. Because again, we're talking about how the subconscious and healing work and really the devotion to it can help heal your lineage and the importance of integrating all of that. And again, we talked about breaking the taboo around mental health, health and victim mentality, which is really can be experienced or we can transcend this victim mentality by choosing alternative healing modalities like psychedelics, like hypnotherapy. And this is something I know, and I think Nikki can agree with is what is going to continue to grow. We also talked about the coaching and wellness and the the coaching wellness industry and you know, how do we start to dismantle the popularity contest that's kind of been feeling, or a lot of people have been feeling icky about it. And the biggest thing that I really wanted to talk with her about, because a lot of people don't, we talked a lot about how death, trauma, and hardship really supports you in becoming the person you are today. And so 
again, the healing journey is constant. And as you evolve, so too will your business. And so when you can start to understand that it's not about the money, but being of service, that's where you'll see massive shifts. So if you are tuning in, make sure you take a screenshot and let us know. You can tag Nikki at Nikki Cosmo, N-I-K-I-C-O-Z-M-O. You can tag me at Sabrina Riccio and you can tag me at Sovereign Society Podcast and let us know. Um, you know, this is a very, very powerful, potent conversation that I'm so excited for you to really take these incredible nuggets and run with it. And so this is going to be one for the books. I'm so excited to be here. I've really been devoted the past couple of weeks to my wild and transformative ketamine-assisted therapy sessions. But honestly, it's conversations like this that are what keep me going because it reminds me I'm not alone. And my biggest thing I want you to understand is that you too aren't alone and best believe that there are so many more incredible conversations coming your way here on the Sovereign Society podcast. So if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and leave a rating and review. You might hear it in an in intro of some episode or even find it on our Instagram at Sovereign Society Podcast. I am spending a lot more of my time on the podcast and not so much on my personal page, um, just because I'm really just feeling really moved by the messages and the medicine here. And I want to continue to grow this community because I believe in it. Um, but if you want to support the Sovereign Society podcast, again, you can uh, click on the show notes and you can leave a donation. And this is what really helps us continue to keep this going and to keep it alive. And make sure you also watch these episodes on YouTube, youtube.com slash Sabrina Riccio. Starting Q2, I'm going to have a lot more videos about branding and marketing and so many other goods. I'm just really focused right now on the podcast and my health and I want to be fully present and deliver the medicine. And so I think it's important for us to fill our cups and to remember that we aren't alone and trust in the divine timing. And so again, I want to thank you for being here. Um, subscribe, leave a rating and review, take a screenshot, tag me at Sabrina Riccio, tag Nikki Cosmo, N-I-K-I. I-C-O-Z-M-O and make sure you tag Sovereign Society Podcast as well and just really take the nuggets of this episode because it's a potent, potent one and I know it's here to really bring a lot of solace and support and love to you. So enjoy. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm really pumped and really excited to have Nikki Cosmo here with me because we were supposed to have this conversation in July and that's when I was in and out of the hospital, in and out of losing my memory, in and out of just like this initiation I was going through. So the fact that Nikki's the first guest that I get to talk to since you know going to the Amen clinics and getting my brain scanned and working on deep healing like this is such an honor and you know there's there's a thing about divine timing because with Nikki's passion and hypnotherapy and us my passion and her passion and the subconscious and really doing that deeper work I literally couldn't think of a better time to talk with this powerhouse woman so thank you so much Nikki for being here 
Oh my gosh. It's honestly an honor and a pleasure to be here and to be the first one in your chair after so long. And I'm just happy that you're feeling well. Uh, thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's been quite a journey and I've been really devoted like throughout my whole healing journey of the passion of and my passion of uh, subconscious healing work and inner child healing, because a big thing for me, yes, is for my own healing and my own experience of how I can be of service. But I know for me, my passion and devotion to doing this work is so that I can be the sacred disruptor and it doesn't have to continue on with my lineage. And so I know for me, uh, after my first uh, LSD experience and right before I was struck by lightning, really, I heard like, I need to help heal my family. And that to me meant a lot of like healing my lineage and myself, but to, again, to be that sacred disruptor of being, it ends with me. So I really want to hear, and I'd love to start with the conversation with this about how us being devoted and committed to doing that deeper subconscious inner healing work actually sets precedent for our lineage and can help to rewire and the cellular memory of our brain, of our subconscious and allow that to be passed on so that our children can even come into a safer space of less debris. I get like, like spiritual and conscious debris that they'd have to navigate through. Totally. And I love this question or share because we see it a lot. I mean, I won't speak for you, but I can speak for a lot of people who are in this spiritual community and doing the work and becoming self-aware, whatever you want to call it, who are using all these different tools, whether it be affirmations or drinking lemon water, meditating, ayahuasca, whatever it may be. And there's a lack of integration going on. And so that's not to judge. That's just an observation. But when we go into the subconscious mind, what it decides to illuminate for you in that moment, it's like you can't unsee that. After you do hypnosis, you're coming into the world with this new self-awareness. And it's not always easy. Actually, mm -hmm. oftentimes it's pretty confronting, but it's like, once you see that thing and you know it, that's your own mind. People ask, is it mind control? Are you like making me do things? I'm like, not at all. Actually, quite the contrary. I'm just a guide taking you there, quote unquote there. And it's your own mind. It's your mm -hmm. own memories and your own experiences that are becoming illuminated. So with subconscious work, I think you can't really go backwards. It's like almost like you're forced to integrate because you're seeing things that were pushed down long, long ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's really funny when you talked about like hypnotherapy is a mind control, because I think when I woke up from my last episode that I had in September, it was almost on the nine, nine portals on the eighth, but I had like and none of these doctors can classify what's going on because it'd be quote unquote malpractice because Western medicine doesn't take into consideration these alternative methods of healing that are actually helping people because, you know, they don't make money off of it in terms of big pharma and whatever. I don't really want to go dive into that, but you know, what's the truth. And I've had multiple brain scans and while, you know, my mom was seeing these episodes that I had that were like seizures, I was seeing them more as exorcisms of me truly clearing out the last of the debris of any psychosis, uh, 
paranoia, conditioning, mind control that has even been brought from subconscious programming. And when I came out, I felt like it was kind of like a hypnotherapy session where I, I, I came out this last episode that I had where I saw the world with a whole new perspective and a fresh new eyes. And of course they wanted to medicate me. And I was like, my body's saying, no, it's not, my brain doesn't even look the same from the scan than when I had the episode two days after the scan. So, nice. you know, it's interesting how a lot of people are also like, I think with the last two years, I mean, of course, people have been like diving deep into like the health and wellness, spiritual healing, self-realization, especially so I think since like 2012 was like a lot of a huge initiation for a lot of people. But I think with the last two years where everyone had like a timeout, there was a lot more self-reflection and people are also reclaiming their power back and have been doing a lot of inner child healing work because they're sitting at home and they didn't have <laughs> much to do with that sense. Um, so I just think it's really interesting to see like more and more people like understanding the importance of mental health. And that is also including the importance of like nourishing their inner child and like speaking up on what's going on and really transmuting trauma that has been stored in the subconscious mind. Yeah, totally. You know, these younger generations are like, it's like going to therapy is cool now. I remember mm -hmm. when I was in probably not elementary, but maybe middle school and even high school and, and afterwards, no one was really talking about that, going to therapy or mental health or saying, yeah, I have depression or yeah, I have bipolar. It was sort of taboo, hush, hush. And mm -hmm. I, I see it all around me now, even having younger cousins still in high school. And they're like, yeah, you know, I had to get 5150 and that kind of sucked, but I'm learning a lot about myself. I'm like, how aware are you? This is like spectacular to witness. Totally. Cause it was, that's what I was going to say too. It's like, we're starting to really see the breaking of the taboo around mental health. And I think there is more curiosity around therapy and more curiosity around hypnotherapy and really, again, taking care of ourselves and like this, this generation of like teens and stuff. And I, you know, I was talking with my cousin who's uh, I think he's like 26 and he was with me over the weekend and we have younger cousins. I'm one of 14 grandchildren on my dad's side. So I'm number four. So it's like, I come from a very big Italian family <laughs> and um, we were talking and, you know, a lot of that generation, especially the ones like Gen Z that were born like after 2000, they were also brought into this world during 9-11, all the wars, like they, they were in a very unhealthy, like global situation that was really going on. Like the environment, maybe they had like, you know, great home lives, great, but on a global scale, there was a lot of shit going on. That was like the norm when it's, that's actually far from normal. So I think a lot of those kids today, like you said, they're, they're saying it's like, it's great. And they're talking more and being more transparent about going to therapy and taking care of their mental health. But they saw from a young age of that subconscious mind being formed because that subconscious mind is being formed between the ages of zero and eight. So we know it's very much with the root chakra and, you know, I know, you know this, but if people are listening, don't. And it's just really, it's really fascinating to see like how that generation is also wanting to express themselves, but also how increasingly sensitive they are as well. So it's like, how do we start to really navigate like sensitivity with like sovereignty in a way of like 
strength and confidence versus like a victimized poor me, poor me, which I think a lot was programmed at a young age because there was so much of that victim energy uh, collectively going on when they were just a sponge. Totally, totally. And on that note, I feel like there may be like an essence or an air of victim mentality, but I feel like they're even going, well, yeah, this happened to me or I saw this happen around me. Thank God there's therapy, hypnotherapy, this, that, and the other. Also, not to mention plant medicine. Um, younger generations are way more um, open-minded to non-Western like uh, meds, if you will. And while sometimes I do see the victim mentality coming out, I think it's like, well, I'm a victim, but what can I do to change it? Wow, look at all these different avenues I have and different choices. And I just see that because I have a daughter. She's only one and a half, but I see that and go, man, people are just, they're like digging mental health. This has been my passion my whole life. And it was taboo to be like, do you want to talk about depression? Do you want to talk about death? And people are like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. And I think, and I think that too, I I mean, I think it's amazing and it's like uh, progress in humanity witnessing that. And I think like, as, as we see that being reflected back to us, I think like older, like generation two, we're recognizing that we're also taking initiative of that. So we're seeing that projected in our reality as well, uh, because it's like confirmation to me of like, hey, this is like the work you're being asked to do, or this is here to support you so that you can continue to move forth on your journey. Mm, Yes, totally. Because that's, and that's something that I've been really focused on. I was actually with a former student and client who you know very well, Monica, Uh, Mm -hmm. and I was with her, she was in Palm Springs because she was doing Natalia Benson's, uh, coaching certification. And Monica has been a student of mine for like four years. And I was like, let's get brunch. And we talked for like two hours about like aliens and everything. (laughs) And like, we had a whole like protective bubble around us and no one outside of us can touch us. But there was a moment where someone's fear was projected onto us. And it was really beautiful being there with like a friend and like a former student and like having this huge realization too of like projection and reflection, because I think part of the work as well, when you do like, when you're devoted, I should say, to doing subconscious work and recognizing patterns and how these things play out, you can start to, like you said, find solution because Mm. these patterns will continue to play out and play out and play out. And this guy was feeling unsafe being around us because our masks weren't on properly or whatever. And it was so much fear and projecting. And I was like, wow, this is an opportunity for me to offer compassion to him. Where can I find an offer compassion to myself about lack of feeling safety, which is subconscious root chakra healing work. And so I think, you know, we can start to recognize and be devoted to that healing journey and start to see the world from this hawk perspective and not again, feel victimized by like the situation in the world around you, but like taking a higher perspective and approach. I think that's also a great way for us to reclaim our power and, share that wisdom down the line that can also help someone else. Yes. You know what? I just thought of this quote and I do not know who it originally came from, but it says the only prison you live in is your perspective and point of view. And I love that because although I work with, you know, 30 plus clients a week and I'm there helping them level up, level up when it comes down to like my 
social life of like my friends who aren't my clients, there's been some real disconnect due Mm -hmm. to what's going on in the world right now. And, you know, people not agreeing and family members disagreeing and it's creating all this like Ugh, like tension and uh is the perfect uh word yeah. <laughs> and like i'm not the queen of england or anything but i'm over here like there's always a solution i'm so solution based that yeah. i'm like well let's just hear each other we don't have to agree let's just hear and go okay cool perspective this is mine awesome and then go about your merry day but I think everyone wants to be right right now. And that all does come from subconscious programming. And so it's so important to understand what are the stories and the narratives running in our subconscious mind, because perhaps they can be dissected and maybe like widened a little broader, these thoughts and ideas. Totally. And it's interesting because even with you saying that, you know, I think this is also part of the test that we're having to navigate through again. And I think of this, uh, this, this really this big mantra in Kundalini yoga that says understand through compassion or you'll misunderstand the times. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so right now, compassion. Yes. First of all, you need to learn how to be compassionate with yourself first, because otherwise it's going to be a lot harder to be compassionate with other people and sharing from that overflow. But if you can be compassionate with other people, like, of course, like gold star. This is like why we're here. And each of us have different perspectives. Each of us have different journeys, different um, habits, uh, passions, gifts, whatever traumas. So those also deflecting or reflecting out in like, you know, the reality that they're creating until they have that conscious awareness of it. But again, I think if, if we can continue, I think this is part of the test of what's been going on is like, you know, I think when we were like in quarantine, it was like, how can I be compassionate with myself and nourish and take care of myself during this sacred disruption? And then when things start to open up again, how can I be compassionate to others? Cause I don't like for me, especially after all these last episodes I had, like being in crowds, I'm so incredibly sensitive. And of course I can have like, you know, my protection and whatnot, but like there's certain environments and spaces. I just don't like, why would I put myself in that situation right now? And so I just like pray of like giving it up to God, like take this. And it's also, again, an opportunity. How can I be practice loving kindness? How can I practice and be compassionate? And again, like you said, like there's, there's going to be moments of agree to disagree. Like, and I, I think in a way that also brings diversity into our collective as well. So it's really interesting to see how, this journey is going to continue to unfold for sure. Yeah. And you know what? We're never going to all agree, unfortunately, because we all have different brains. We have different levels of suggestibility. We have different like, yeah, backgrounds, traumas, events, memories, experiences, you know, even down to the DNA, which I'm not a scientist, but we're all so different that it's nearly impossible for all of us to be on the same page, but I love that you're bringing compassion into this. Cause that is like my super word that I say to all my clients and students when they're like, well, what should I do about this? I'm like, compassion. And sometimes they're like, Oh, that's not the word I want to hear. I'm like, I know it's not that's that's the test. <laughs> that's why I'm telling you. Yeah. So totally, totally on board with that. And you know what, dare I say compassion all the time. And, but mostly definitely in the face of like global challenges, but all the time, even just when you're at the DMV or you're in the grocery store Mm -hmm. and someone's like being an a-hole, just have compassion, you know? 
And that's my prayer too, especially like the coaching and wellness industry. Like I pray that as people continue to rise up and, you know, get bigger followings or get that blue check mark next to their name or make, however, you know, whatever, six, seven figures with their business, that they remain humble and compassionate as well to other people and not uh, belittle people just because of maybe their financial state or where they're at. And like, I grew up in the service industry my whole life. So my dad's a chef. He, we had a restaurant for 25 years. My family has been in the restaurant industry for 42 years. So it's like the biggest thing that I was always taught at a young age was to treat everyone equally in that sense. And I think that's also like a huge test that we're having uh, right now in the health and wellness industry is like, how do we also offer compassion to clients and students and fellow, you know, entrepreneurs where we can be humble, be kind and really like practice what we preach about the teachings that we're being paid to share. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I absolutely agree. I know that I've had a few clients say to me that they feel like um, sort of the coaching wellness spiritual industry right now, at least as far as on Instagram, mm -hmm. feels very much like the popularity contest of high school. And I'm like, yep. oh my gosh, like, no, 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 this isn't, this is no good. So, you know, I dive into that with them to go like further down, further down. Well, who are you seeing who's giving you this vibe? And um, so I'm right on board with that, that there is no hierarchy in terms of, I mean, in, in an essence, if I'm your therapist, yes, I'm your therapist. I'm not your best friend. Of course. But I, I do blur that line though, because sometimes it does feel a little uncomfortable to be like, well, I know. So I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Um, I think coaches, therapists, healers, everyone that falls under those categories of today's age, it's so important to, yeah, totally have humility. You can be pri prideful, but also be humble. Yeah. And I think that's because like, I don't know about you, but I just keep hearing such negative responses or uh, feelings around the coaching industry right now too. And I've been doing this work for eight years and, you know, so it's been, again, being in that hawk perspective and being an observer and watching and how can I become part of the solution the way that I'm doing it is by having a space like this where people can have genuine, transparent, authentic conversations that are truly integrous mm -hmm. and to understand, like, I'm very discerning on like, who are the people I bring into this space? Um, and is there, again, an equal level of reciprocity of how much, you know, we give and share and how much we're also open to receive? And I think that's been a huge part of uh, reevaluating, especially in 2021. I think we've really navigated through and um, I'm feeling optimistic because a lot of people are like divorcing the coaching industry in a way. And they're also creating um, or surrounding or upgrading their businesses that actually feel like unique and to them so that on remembering that there aren't any rules Mm -hmm. when creating their business. And that's why you're becoming an entrepreneur. Like it's not some like cookie cutter and that can be part of the popularity contest too, is like having to like form and like shape yourself into being like this person in order to hit, you know, 5k months or, you know, 6k year plus, you know, and I think that's, again, if you give yourself permission to be genuine and authentic 
and who you are, then I think you become a magnet towards people like in that need, like your niche is you and your gifts and how can you really be that? And you'll magnetize the people that actually have that same level of self-respect that you do is the way that I'm also seeing it as well. I love this so much. And I just love you so much. (laughs) Everything, that whole last like thought that you just said, I swear to God, you're in my fucking brain because (laughs) I've been having these conversations and even down to like the exact words you just used. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Um, Clients will come to me. I just had one the other day and she said, I'm just so um, like, I have adrenal fatigue. I'm just tired and I'm over it and I'm hitting a wall. I'm like, take me deeper. Let's go down. What, what is this? And what it came down to was she took a coaching course prior to starting hypnotherapy, which told her you have to post this amount of posts or at this time every day. And it has to have this and that. And like cookie cutter is the exact word. Or like, there's this very perfect coaching blueprint. And I said, fuck that. I said, you post when you want to post, when you feel inspired, it doesn't have to be about anything specific. You just be you. And she's like, oh, like, I don't think I ever really felt like I had permission to do that because I thought it had to be this way. Don't get me wrong. I'm sure there are marketing and business like tools that will help certain things. But um, I was interviewed on another podcast where she said, your branding is just like so spot on. I'm like, it's, I don't even really feel like it's my branding. So it's just me. Like, yeah. you know? and I think if we had more of that, like you said, the authenticity, just showing up as you post 800 times a day or post zero times in eight months, like do whatever you want. And you will actually magnetize the right people to you rather than looking like every other robotic. Totally. And that's not a judgment, by the way, that's just an observation that I think some people out there who are getting their certifications, which Bravo to them, um, maybe aren't there yet in understanding, like you can forge your own path. Yeah. And I, it took me being hospitalized to really clear out that debris because, you know, when I embarked on the self-help journey in the beginning, like I absorbed everything and anything I could enrolled and invested in any program, like someone I, I respected and I saw where they were and I wanted the codes, uh, you know, and so I would invest my money and my time. And I would also take course after course after course. And like you said, in the beginning, there was also no time for integration. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just invest in these programs and just think like, oh, I'm upgraded in that. Like you actually have to also implement, integrate and make it your own. Mm -hmm. Like what nuggets from those experiences, those courses, those programs, like really resonated with you, really hit home. But again, you knowing you, you knowing your gifts, you knowing your passions, you knowing who you are, how can you infuse what you learned as like guidance? It's not everything like you copying and pasting that isn't going to do shit for you. It's like, Mm -hmm. how did you actually make it your own, implement it and present it in a way that is authentic? Mm. Infuse. I love that word. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I've been, I love words. (laughs) I love, I love, but I think there's, there's power to those words, you know, like these words, like there's a reason why they call it spelling. Like Mm -hmm. you have these words and these words, they have power behind them. Mm -hmm. So to me, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really passionate about helping my students and my clients understand that like your journey that you've endured 
There are gold nuggets in there behind your legacy and the deeper purpose and the deeper why as to why you are here. Mm, Yes. And so it takes you doing that deeper work. It takes you getting out of that survival mode. It takes you from like, I have a program called Thrive and it's the whole thing is to help people go from survival to thrival, to thrival, surviving to thriving, (laughs) (laughs) surviving to thriving so that, you know, you can become fully embodied in your sovereignty. And so with you, I would love to hear, because I don't know if like you're asked this question a lot on podcasts, but this is something I've navigated through a lot as well. And that's the, it's death. Mm. I think a lot of people, are still afraid to talk about death because either one, they're afraid of like how it's going to show on their brand or, um, you know, like make them less desired or like, cause there's not a good vibe only based off of the conditioning we've navigated through. But like, I'm someone who's gone through a lot of death in my life, especially at a young age and throughout my teens and like my high school years, I went through a lot of death and, I want to hear about your experience and how death and hardship and trauma really supported you in becoming like the strong woman you are today. I love that you framed it like that, like how my trauma has supported me. No, no one's ever framed it that way ever, 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 because that's precisely what it was and still is. And, um, you know, I pray, I praise you for, for framing it that way. Although if other people wouldn't have known that they're just not aware yet that traumas and deaths and hardships and challenges really are the gold nuggets to transmutation really. And, you know, with this fall season here now, I've been really feeling my family closely. My mom, my dad, and my only sibling um, all died suddenly and I, I haven't felt them in a while, but I've been really busy. I've been like busy, busy, busy. And now that the fall is here and I'm slowing down a bit, I feel them closer than ever. And I have my own hypnotherapist who I do hypnotherapy with. And when I was in my session the other day, she said, think of a time where you felt most accomplished. This is very vulnerable. You guys, this is, I'm taking you into my own therapy session. And to be completely honest, I went straight to the moment my dad died which was very morbid, to be honest. It was, it was a bloody scene. I gave my dad CPR. It was a whole thing. Um, and he died in my arms. So I was trying to dissect when she asked me go to a place where you felt your most accomplished. And that's where I went. I was like, what the actual hell? And I had to sit with that for a moment. And I feel like if we at least have the understanding that a challenge is giving us strength, giving us knowledge, giving us wisdom to level up to the next level, then you've, you've literally unlocked the key to life. But if you take your challenges and your hardships and even deaths around you, yes, they're sad. I validate that death is sad, but if you sit back and curl into a ball and you're in victim mentality for the rest of your life, then that's no good. And you're sitting on golden nuggets, like literal keys to locks that other people are wondering, how do I unlock this? Does that make sense? (laughs) 100%. I mean, that's what I think so much of the reflection has been. And throughout my healing journey with like the last four months, I've been living with my parents because I was having like sleepwalking issues. And like, so I live in Joshua Tree. If I were to have left my house and slept walk, I would have been lost in the middle of the desert. And who knows, you know? 
So I was with my parents a lot and I, I had a lot of hardships of them not being around because they raised, you know, they had a business and a restaurant, which is the hardest industry, the most underrated industry. And I've had, I had a lot of death at that time and a lot of support, like from a distance, not the support that I needed. But again, when I look, when I made the commitment to do this real work, it was a non-negotiable that I was going to do real work. Mm, mm -hmm. And real work is the things that make us human that we navigate through that are actually, again, setting precedent for the rest of our lives, for our ancestors, for our lineage. And when we can take the time to hone in and connect with loved ones who may not be here right now as well. You know, they're still guiding us. They're subtle body. When mm. we die, what lives on is the soul and the subtle body. So that's the song that's playing that reminds us of them or seeing a hummingbird or their <laughs> favorite animal. See, those are the, the signs that let them know, that let us know. Like, yes, energy is still going and moving and it's not going anywhere. They're here, just not in physical form. And I think when we can remember that we are also supported you know, in those challenging times that we went through that were gold nuggets that are going to be helping someone else, the people that we may have lost, they're still going to be proud of us, even if they're not here. Totally. Totally. Physical. Yeah. I mean, being a human is so strange. And I don't know if any of us really understand or know what the heck it's all about. You know, I have clients ask me, well, what, I just want to know what the purpose is. And I'm like, well, I'm not the all-knowing person of everything, <laughs> but my opinion is, um, compassion, love, growth, understanding, seeking, you know, like dreaming, um, and mixed into all that, there will be hardships. And so you're not getting out of here, like unscathed, you know, and but those so make us stronger, you know, those hardships that once we've been able to overcome it, I think that's what gives us like a really deeper sense of, of strength and tenacity and, just overall, like a pat on the fucking back, you know? Yeah, totally. And what my, one of my favorite words it, right now is choice. Mm. And my whole life people said, because not all my family members died at the same time. It was just kind of in succession. But after my dad died, how are you doing this? I don't know how I'd be able to do it. Mom died and then sister died. And that's when everyone around me was like, probably looking at me like, is Nikki going to be okay? Like, fuck, you know, yeah. I don't know anyone else um, personally who's lost all their family. And I say to them, it's a choice. I chose to take those experiences and use it to my benefit. I actually say this to people who I think could, can hear it, but I'm going to say this publicly now on the pod. When my dad died, of course, in the moment, it was sad. It sucked. It was fucking, I was just like, what the actual hell is going on? Sorry. I cuss a lot guys. It's fine. Um, <laughs> You're in the right place. But very quickly, I understood that his death was actually a gift to me. Now I know some people might need to like swallow that for a second. His death was absolutely a gift that he was, you know, almost energetically or spiritually saying, Nikki, now take this experience. You, I died in your arms take this, help others, because we don't need to be afraid of death. We don't need to be afraid of the unknown. Um, trauma can be transmuted into like joy and excitement and creativity. And you're going to show people how, and I'm like, fuck. Okay. And that's precisely what I did. Yeah. That's part of the legacy, you know? And I think when we're building a legacy, it's about 
understanding the pieces and the journeys and the experiences and the challenges and the hardships and the traumas, the, the successes and the gifts. And how do we, again, use all of that, like make it into like a soup. <laughs> I don't know why, but that's just what came to me. Make it into like a soup, but that's like a solution soup. You know what I mean? It's like, you're putting all these ingredients of you and you're feeding. It's like people treat, like eat chicken noodle soup when they're sick. Like you're feeding all these pieces that are going to help someone else. Again, how can you bring the solution? How can you inspire, impact other people mm-hmm. through your experiences, through your vulnerability, through your rawness, through your authenticity, through your realness, letting them know like, Hey, if I can overcome this, you can too. And I'm here to support you. Mm. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. A million percent. And that, you know, I talk about death on my Instagram quite often and mental health as well. And like you said, it, it invites other people to also feel safe to talk about those things. What I hear so often is, well, I don't want to post about sexuality because my aunt follows me on Instagram. I'm like, who the fuck cares if you're, I mean, we don't want to purposely hurt anyone. Totally. If you're going to say something that is knowingly purposely intentionally hurting someone, hurting someone. Yeah, then mm-hmm. rethink it. But if you, I mean, <laughs> if you have a desire to talk about the taboo, like death, sex, drugs, whatever it may be, or mental health, I say, do it because then you're inviting others to feel safe to do the same. And that's how the ripple effect happens. Totally. That's how we create sacred spaces. And I think a lot of that is also being tested because it's going against the societal or conditional uh, control. And people are still like, fuck it. Like, I'm going to be me if I'm going to share my truth. And like we said, there may be an an agree to disagree experience that may come up. But again, the test is how can you still have compassion for that fellow brother and sister that is on this this planet with you during this time. And I think that's part of, again, the experience that we are initiating too. Like, I think this is part of our roaring (laughs) twenties that, you know, we're navigating through in this sense. And I'm, I'm really curious to continue to witness and uh, observe how things are flowing. And along the way, I'm just devoted to the best of my ability to offer resources to honor, to unapologetically speak my truth, to be me. So if, the, if someone else needs that little encouragement, like here it is, you know what I mean? Because that's the way I really feel we're going to make an impact because it's why we came here. Mm, yeah. And it's also important to remember that in conjunction with us talking about the coaching industry is look, I'm a hypnotherapist. I'm successful. My job is thriving. I simultaneously am not healed. I'm not healed. I don't claim to be healed. I don't even think healed is a place we get to. I think it's an ongoing journey, but I definitely may be further along the healing journey than others. And like, I think that's going with what you said is bringing people, helping people get to that point. But I I say it all the time and I'll be the first to say, I'm not fucking healed. I I struggle with mental health still and maybe will till my dying day, but I'm also okay with that. I would love to talk with you about, you know, as you continue to evolve and you continue to heal and you continue to grow, how you saw shifts like that in your business. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for 
uh, fuck, I don't know, 12 years or so. And it's been doing all sorts of different types of things. It wasn't always service industry, um, like healing therapy work. I had my own online imports shop for a while, um, sold jewelry, made jewelry, you know, so the actual business itself has transformed like wildly, but back in the day, I was more concerned about money, making money, mm-hmm. making money. And now at this point, this is not to sound woo woo at all. This is very, like I'm saying this very directly. The more that I just showed up in my business, sharing my healing path and being more authentic and pulling away the veil even more rather than trying to be perfect. And this is the perfect amount I'm going to charge you. And I have the perfect product. I'm like, look, I'm messy and I can be your therapist. Does that work for you? And I actually got more clients that way and I make great money, but that's not like the driving force anymore at all. It's how many people can I help? So I can, again, that, you know, build upon that ripple effect because we're all going through something every single one of us. And I think I tried or not even tried. I was striving to show up perfectly every time behind my businesses. And now I have no problem showing up. Like I'm a mess today, but here we go. And people are like, yo, I really respect that. I think that's part of the healing, the habitual people pleaser. Oh my God. And the perfectionist. I'm a recovering people pleaser. So yeah. Amen. I am here too. And there's still times where I'm having to reevaluate and check myself because I can have those moments. I mean, definitely doesn't have as much power over me, but if I can find myself like slipping in, I would say like, oh, I can, I can catch it a little more, especially as continue to up level and Mm -hmm. surround yourself with higher people uh, or I should say higher earning people. Um, But yeah, I think, I think if you can just be you, And I think tools like hypnotherapy can support that. And, you know, doing the work, giving yourself permission to take time for you, journaling, reflecting, uh, nourishing you, being in nature. For me, working with psychedelics has been a massive tool for a deeper reevaluating and deeper reassessing. And, you know, even when I was going through the, been going through the doctors and I went to the, like the Amen clinics, which is like one of the top spaces for brain research and, you know, looking at that, I told him straight up, I said, I wouldn't be where I am today without psychedelics and plant medicines. They were huge tools that helped me overcome severe depression. And his response Mm -hmm. was, that's really great to hear. So that in itself showed me the times are changing when there's people who are doctors who are also more, this was my psychiatrist that was, that was, I was telling this to, that are also more open to it. And I pray that, you know, with what's going on, I think there's going to be a rise of like more issues with mental health, especially over the past couple of years that they find or they recognize more of these modalities like hypnotherapy. And I mean, they are with psychedelic therapy, but even like Ayurveda, Eastern medicine, that they're starting to bring in and consider these alternatives as well as uh, true healing. You know, how do we like create like a wellness system mm. and really support health, you know, and yeah. really support, again, solutions. And I think that's what's been really feeling me uh, this summer and seeing like, you know, 
a $30,000 bill at the hospital for overnight, just for them to give me an IV of water to sleep there and to give me an MRI. You know what I mean? Um, and things like that, you know, like, again, rather than feeling victimized, it's like, cool, how can I be the solution? So I'm doing my best to, you know, bring on people like you and people in alternative medicine to also help people understand that there are other solutions that have a track record of helping people as well. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that reminds me of a sort of recent interaction I had with a friend. And she said to me, well, I just can't believe you've never been to therapy after losing your whole family. Cause I hadn't, I had, I had not chosen to do traditional talk therapy with like a psychologist, mm-hmm. but what I had chosen was psychedelics. Um, I traveled through third world countries. I lived in third mm-hmm. world countries and that was the path I took. I got into Ayurveda. I did all of the alternative things and I kid you not, it was all my friends from back then. I I'd say 14 years ago who were like, Nikki's lost her mind. Nikki's verbatim. Nikki's gone off the deep end was one of the ones I heard from a dear friend who we're still friends now, but look the healing path is going to look different for everybody, Totally. but but the alternative um, options are becoming more mainstream because of social media and this younger generation. And they work Mm -hmm. just because we grew up. If you're listening to this and you grew up in a Western society, just because we grew up being told, well, you have to take this little white pill from the pharmacy and blah, blah, blah. Okay. That's one way, but what, what other ways are there? And there are hundreds, if not thousands of other ways. Now that was the approach that I took from this whole situation. Like they wanted to put me on gabapentin and doing research on it. Like side effects are seizures and making me loopy. And I'm like, why would I want to put myself on that? I'm not saying I'm a doctor. Like I'm not saying don't stop taking it. If like you need to take it, but this is just my experience. And I, and, but the doctor, the psychotherapist also gave me an option to take GABA supplement. And I've been taking that for the last month before bed. And that's been helping me. In a couple of days, I have a sleep study to see what's going on with my brain waves, like when I'm sleeping. Mm. So I'm choosing. And I know I also know that not everyone has the privilege to invest in these experiences as well. So I, I I'm checking my privilege with that and I'm recognizing that and I'm grateful for it. And I also want change for this to also be more readily available for people who may not have the same privilege. So I do want to make that clear because that's me being humble, me being honest, me being real about the bigger picture that's going on. And it's, you know, and seeing what's happening, but I am grateful that, you know, there are free solutions like podcasting where we can have these conversations and offer resources and support and the big words support. Mm. Yeah, totally. Totally. And like you said earlier, nature, nature is probably one of the best free support systems out there. And I kid you not that if you just go take like a 15 minute walk or go lay in the sun for 15 minutes as well, like a lot will change. Yeah. The vitamin D and the, and the nourishment. I, I, I just want that to be shared more. So I'm curious this last question I want to ask you is, what is your prayer or your vision on seeing the rise or the interest in hypnotherapy? And how do you see that really making an impact in our society? Yeah, um, my prayer is that people understand that they're not alone in their traumatic experiences. 
I have a deep, deep understanding that all of us have been through some type of trauma. And some people go, well, I've never really had a traumatic experience, but whether that's with a capital or lowercase T, we've all been through something that felt like a hardship or a heartbreak or a breakdown. And so my prayer is that through the use of hypnosis and hypnotherapy, people can, again, big word, feel supported, understood, seen, heard, and know that um, they're not alone in this because none of us are, but I get it because I have even felt alone and I have all the fucking tools. So just to know, you know, you can always come back to hypnosis, hypnotherapy, or your subconscious mind to do a little excavating and figure out, okay, what is actually happening here and how can I find the solution? Mm. And and the thing I want you all to remember, like the word soul is in solution. Like S-O-L can mean the sun, which is the life force. Mm-hmm. As I hear soul, S-O-U-L, even though it's not how it's spent, but S-O-L-U, so maybe some dyslexic terminology of soul <laughs> is still in there. But I think like, when we allow our soul, our radiance, our vitality to lead, to be the answer to some of the problems, maybe individually, collectively, in our community, at the world at large, I think that's how we really start to implement and see these waves really shifting and and the realities that, you know, we are all coming together, co-creating, co-creating together, you know, in this space, I think that's how we implement real change and really have uh, an experience, not just again, for our generation, but what we're setting for our children's generation and clearing out from the generations behind us. And I think that's the bigger, the bigger drive I know for me. Um, that has been part of my devotion and my commitment uh, to doing this work. Yes, for me, but also to help and support, you know, the live that the rest of my family seeing while they're alive or clearing out the debris from my immigrant ancestors or for my future children. And those are things that I've been so devoted to because I believe in myself and I believe in humanity that we can do this together. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that was so beautifully said. And it reminded me of my daughter had to have open heart surgery at six months old Mm -hmm. and the amount of times bless their heart, but the amount of times a nurse or a doctor would say to me, well, she won't remember a good thing. She's so young. And I kind of kept my mouth shut, but I would go home and I, I would express to a friend of mine and say, do they know that they're talking to like a subconscious specialist? Like I study the subconscious mind. It is going to have an effect on her in some way, shape or form. But that friend reflected back, well, isn't she lucky to have you as a mom? Because you're going to bring the support and awareness to her. You're not going to baby her and be like, you had open heart surgery, poor you. But if she has questions or concerns or maybe these um, unidentifiable like experiences, I can kind of walk her through it and guide her. So I'm, I'm on the same page with you where it's just helping humanity. The more of us awaken and become aware, by the way, becoming an awakened human doesn't mean you're perfect. I think sometimes we get that twisted, but becoming awakened, remaining in in a compassionate nature and just leading with love. That's all we can do to better, like you said, better the generations after us. Yes. I mean, I can keep going deeper with you because I live for these conversations. Um, But to close out, I want to ask some lightning round questions if you're open to it. Yeah. What does sovereignty mean to you? Ooh, sovereignty. It means 
like having what well, I'm so visual that I close my eyes. It feels like empowerment. Mm. It feels like empowerment without being shaken. Like a tidal wave might come, but I'm like, no, I'm still sovereign. I'm still good. Mm. It's like a pillar in a storm. Ooh, that's awesome. Yes. I love that. What was the best concert or show you've ever been to? Oh my God. Hands down. And I've been to a fuck ton. It was fleet foxes, um, at outside lands, um, (laughs) in San Francisco. And it was like the trees. It was just so majestic. Fleet foxes is like a spectacular band, but it was, it was also the atmosphere of San Francisco and the fog and the trees. I will never, ever forget that. I love that. What would you say to younger Nikki? (sighs) Oh, I have your back. I love you. You're never alone. Mm. And where can we find more of you? Yeah. Instagram is where I'm most active. So that's at Nikki Cosmo. And then my website as well is NikkiCosmo.com. And all of those links are in the show notes. And the last question, what last, last little nugget of wisdom do you want to share to whoever's listening? Well, are you guys ready? Take a deep breath in. One day you will die. <laughs> I say that with so much love. <laughs> what made me lull? That was great. That's probably like the best answer I've gotten from last little nugget of wisdom. So with that, make the most of what you have while you're yes. here because tomorrow's never promised, right? Mm, right. Yes. Well, again, thank you so much, Nikki, for being amazing and you know, like I said, this was such a, an incredible time to chat with you and I'm so grateful and to have you be my first guest since, you know, losing my memory and being in and out of the hospitals and three MRIs and countless blood panels and them still not knowing what's going on. We'll just diagnose you as uh, highly anxious. Uh, I really appreciate you being here and you being devoted to your Dharma of really helping people heal on a deep level because that if you, I'm telling you all, if you're listening, if you are committed to the subconscious work, the life that you will be able to create and experience is beyond your wildest dreams. Truly. Oh my gosh. Yep. True that. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so glad you're doing well. Thank you, Angel. I appreciate you. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Go check out Nikki and let us know what you think. And we'll be seeing you more soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because we've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.